After the last two episodes where I have given you nothing but good news about our world, I have decided to continue that trend. I have often said that if everyone in the world could come home to a place of peace and quiet and have the ability just to mentally shut down, the world would be a much happier place and people would be a lot less angry. There are in fact a number of things that have been proven to increase our happiness and well-being and one of those things is gratitude. Just taking a little time every day to make a short list of the things that you're grateful for tends to focus your mind on the positive and away from all the negative things in our world. And to be true to that, this episode is called A Time of Gratitude. So stay tuned for episode 149. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode 149, which is called A Time of Gratitude. Now, before we get started with this week's content, I am going to hold true to my promise to bring you one bit of good news every single week. And this week's good news story is about how the Brits crowdsourced a national ancient tree inventory. And similar to so many other places in the world, much of the woodlands that covered Lower Britain have been cleared even from the Neolithic times. But waves of immigration and warfare and industrialization has certainly speeded this process along. But despite this, There are hundreds of thousands of trees on the British Isles that are hundreds of years old. So the ancient tree inventory was organized by a nonprofit that was called the Woodland Trust in order to coordinate conservation, environmental activism, and scientific research. And anyone familiar with an ancient tree could record and share its existence with the country and each tree was measured for its size and was also noted for the number of species living on or inside that tree. Now, what is interesting to note is that ancient trees are fundamental to the health of our worldwide forested ecosystems because studies have shown that when a forested ecosystem loses too many of the older trees, the overall health of that ecosystem rapidly declines. So hats off to the Brits for their love of trees and helping to maintain the health of an ancient ecosystem. So that said, that's your little bit of good news for this week. So let's get started with this week's topic. Now, as most of you know, I have been living off the grid for over 25 years And it all started with 
my finding the kind of land I'd always wanted and the fact that it was isolated enough that modern amenities were simply not available. So consequently, I had to get very creative in how I was living and I'll be the first to admit that initially my lifestyle was extremely challenging. And it was so challenging at times that I would leave the property and venture off to work in Southern Arizona for the entire winter and just simply take a break. So obviously I did not get too discouraged because 25 plus years later I am still here. And we are now at the point to where we're in control of a tremendous amount of our own resources. And granted, we do things or we go about things a little bit differently than most people, but it is these things that also creates a certain amount of personal security for us. But despite the fact that it took a tremendous amount of physical labor and financial investment to make the homestead what it is, I do not forget at times just how fortunate we are to live where and how we do. Because occasionally I am reminded of how I should be grateful for the things we have and that is just what happened yesterday. And it is that reminder that was the inspiration for this episode. So what I'm going to focus on in this episode is simply a list of the various things in our lifestyle that I am truly grateful for. So in other words, I'm offering my gratitude for the life we have in the hopes it will inspire others to develop such a lifestyle and to also take a little bit of time to be grateful for all of the things in the world that make your life what it is. So by far, by far and away, One of the best things about where we live is the peace and quiet. Because for the most part, when we come home, we almost never hear a man-made sound unless a plane flies over. And this provides, really truly provides an incredible getaway from us for the total madness that exists in the Denver area. It provides a way for for me to get grounded again and to emotionally recharge after an insanely busy week. Because it is so quiet, it is almost similar to being in a state of meditation. And such conditions are a great way to relieve stress, to get focused, and spend time doing the things that I love. Because, you know, I moved to Colorado really quite some time ago. And during the time that I have lived in Colorado, and certainly during the time I've lived at the cabin, the population of this state has increased by more than 2 million people. And most of that growth has been along in an area that's referred to as the Front Range. And this is simply the geographic area along the eastern margin of the Rocky Mountains, that runs from the northern state line with Wyoming down to the southern state line with New Mexico. And of course, it is the front range where I have to go to go to work. So despite this incredible growth, the area where we live has remained largely unchanged. And the biggest challenge that affects us is that 
the two larger parcels of land that border the cabin property that were vacant for so many years are now occupied full-time. But typically, we only see these new landowners every few weeks, and occasionally we hear a little generator noise or machine noise, but this typically ceases after a short period of time. However, 90% of the time it is still just as quiet as it has always been. And the next thing that I am so grateful for is the incredible scenery. And we of course live in a mountainous region at about 10,000 feet elevation, which is about 3,000 meters. And from the deck, we have an unobstructed long-range view to the north and east, which is a mountain range that is all national forest. So what that essentially means is that it will never be developed and we can enjoy the natural beauty without even having to look at a housing development. So in front of the cabin is a very large aspen grove. And from the greenhouse, we have an unobstructed view to the northwest of some large peaks that extend well above timberline. And if we hike above the greenhouse, we have an unobstructed view directly west of even more peaks. So I truly think it's a combination of the quiet environment and the scenery that produces an incredible sense of peace once you're at the cabin. And one of the things that I have heard over and over again over the years, when people come up to the cabin and they've never been here, they get out of their vehicle and they stop and they listen. And one of the first things they say is just how peaceful it really truly is. So just based on that, you can probably guess why I love spending so much time here. So the next thing that I'm incredibly grateful for is all of the wildlife that we see. And I think that this is primarily because we back up to thousands and thousands of acres of national forest that will never be developed. And consequently, we see deer, elk, bighorn sheep, moose, bear, mountain lions, bobcats, foxes, and coyotes, and that doesn't even include all the different kinds of birds. And just yesterday morning, which was the incident that inspired me to put together this episode, we had two moose walk up through the aspen grove and hang around for more than an hour, and one of them was no more than about 30 feet outside the door, taking advantage of a big grassy area for grazing. And I was even watching her through some binoculars, so it was truly a great up-close-and-personal experience, and you could see every muscle in her body. And because she was so close, I learned something about moose that I never knew. And who would have ever guessed that moose have really, really long eyelashes? And earlier in the year, we had some woodpeckers nesting in the aspen grove. They had several babies which could be heard relentlessly chirping. And one morning, I stood on a short little ladder and I held my phone up over my head to where it was right in front of the hole in the aspen tree where the nest was located. And I made about a two minute video of all that crazy chirping And I saved it, of course, because it's really fun to listen to. 
And this year, for the first time ever, we have baby marmots. And there's been a marmot burrow on the side of the road going up to the cabin for about 10 years now. And it's been used by several different marmots. But this year, there is a female with babies. And this is the first time I've ever seen a baby marmot. And now, I could go on for probably an hour about all the wildlife stories, but let it suffice to say it is one of the most enjoyable aspects of living where we do. Now, the next thing on my list that I'm truly grateful for, just like the Brits, is all the trees. Because, you know, when I commonly, commonly when I hike up off the property, I find these old growth trees that truly appear to be ancient because they have these deeply rutted, crusty bark all over over them with moss growing on them. And I often think that more than likely that tree was there long before I was born and it's going to be there long after I am gone. And we also have this tree that grows right in front of the cabin that it's about 75 feet tall and has to be well over a hundred years old. And just this morning I was down at the creek pumping water onto the truck to bring it up to the cabin and I was standing there waiting for the tank to fill up and I was admiring these perfectly shaped 60 foot tall blue spruce trees that commonly grow along the creek. And speaking of pumping water, The next thing I'm grateful for is the stream, of course. And it, of course, provides us with clean water, but it is also another source of natural beauty, both in the summer and in the winter. And during the winter, there are some incredibly funky little ice formations due to all of the water spray. And in the summer, I always see trout in the pool where I pump the water. And a couple weeks ago, I was down at the creek being fully entertained by watching this bird that is called the American Dipper. And this is actually North America's only truly aquatic songbird. And this little guy dives under the water for a couple of minutes at a time and it forages on the stream bottom using its little wings to negotiate the current. Then it'll sit on a rock and continue using its bobbing up and down with its short little tail and then I would watch the bird find a spot to sit in the sun for a few minutes and this truly ended up being 30 minutes of my morning entertainment and now the next thing that I'm grateful for that I want to mention is what I call my favorite little crackheads also known as the hummingbirds So every year we absolutely can't wait for them to return in the spring and we put out the feeders as soon as we see or hear the first one of the year and every day we see them battle over the feeders performing these acrobatic feats at incredible speeds. And besides the entertainment, these birds are actually very, very interesting creatures because they are the smallest migrating creature and they typically fly alone. They are capable of actually flying over 500 miles nonstop. They actually don't have very much of a sense of smell but have an incredible color vision. 
And when these little guys drink nectar, their little tongue moves in and out at about 13 times per second. They on average beat their wings 70 times per second in regular flight and over 200 times per second when they are diving. And they can actually achieve speeds of 30 miles an hour horizontally and an incredible 60 miles an hour when they're diving. So think about these things next spring when the hummingbirds come around. Just put out a little feeder and you're going to provide yourself with endless hours of entertainment. The next thing I'm grateful for about where we live, and one of my favorite things, of course, is all of the wild edible plants. Because every year we harvest wild raspberries, strawberries, rose hips, currants, as well as several other plants that grow in great abundance. And we also have a huge abundance of mushrooms, which varies year to year depending on the rainfall, but unfortunately, my limitation is that I know very little about them. However, we do have some good friends that live in southern Colorado that are a wonderful source of knowledge about these mushrooms. And in fact, last year they collected an overabundance and they dried and packaged them and gave us a tasty sample. And next on my list of favorite things about where we live is really truly the sense of personal freedom that you get from living in this kind of a place. And this simply comes from the fact that there are few people around to oversee, to overlook, to comment or question what you're doing. And within reason, you truly have the freedom to do whatever you want as long as you're not creating a disturbance. And it really, truly is a great way to live. And the last thing on my list, folks, about my favorite things that I am grateful for is the sense of community that we have. So most people probably think that, how could that possibly be the case when we live in a cabin in the middle of the woods? But we actually have a very small but wonderful support network in place because we have this small group of friends that we've known for many years and these are people we love and trust and people that would literally do anything for us. Now we may not always see them and it may be weeks or even months before we see them, but the point being is that they are always there. And I was just recently explaining this to my younger sister maybe a few months ago and she commented on just how hard that is to find in our present day world. And you know, folks, as I'm going down through this list of things that I'm really, truly grateful for, I got to thinking that maybe some of this stuff sounds rather insignificant to a lot of people. But that said, I think it is safe to say that I do not know of many people that live in the environment that we do. But I will have to say that when I'm having a tough and troubling week, the first thing that I have a tendency to think about is just the fact that I just need to get back to the cabin. It Because it is truly my little refuge of peace in the middle of the forest, and how much different the world would be if everyone had a similar place to go. And you know, if you really think about it, it is these things certainly hit some of the highlights of sustainability, 
just simply appreciating and caring for the environment around you and just caring about the wildlife, the trees, the plants, the fish, the birds, and even your local community because these things are vital for sustainable living. So my challenge for everyone this week is this. Take an inventory of all the things that you're grateful for, all the things in your life that truly make a difference, that bring you value and happiness. Then think of a way to get rid of all the rest. Now I think that more or less sums up simple, sustainable living. So until next week, folks, this is your host, Patrick, signing off. And until next week, don't forget to live sustainably because this is how we will build a better future.